on 96.5 NRFM. This is Sunday Lifestyle with your host, Pat Panetta. That's right. Good morning. It's 96.5 NRFM Sunday Lifestyle on Sunday the 4th of October. It's Siri's birthday today. Yes, it is. Siri's birthday today on your phone. As we continue our lifestyle legend search, that's where we find people in our community who are thought leaders in the area of ways of making our lifestyle better. That's what this show is all about, adding value to your life and what truly brings more value to our life. That's the big question of the program. And to help us explore that, we'll meet Matt Melseed, and he's the Managing Director of Hampton Property Group. And I'm very excited about their, and very interested to talk about their current project, one of their current projects, Mooney Valley Park. They're celebrating the great outdoors. They're, they're building a mini suburb. They're transforming the historic racetrack at Mooney Valley. And it's a residential development with a difference. In fact, Matt, I'll bring you in now because I'm going to talk about what's coming up on the show. And you're my co-host, the whole program, Matt. Welcome. Thanks, Pat. Uh, good to be with you. And, and yeah, happy birthday to Siri. How old is she? <laughs> oh, that's a very good question. I think Siri might have started oh, 2017 or something like that. When did Siri... I mean, it's all changed our lives, Matt. You know, the internet, the phone, all this is just like, talk about life-changing events like the bloody COVID thing that we're going through now. Absolutely, absolutely. She's making certain things easier. She is. Now, on the show today, so it's a big show, we're going to talk to you, Matt. Uh, Vasily, our celebrity gardener, would join us. Health and Wellbeing with Steph Prem. We'll chat to Steph about exercising outdoors. I need to ask Steph about, I'm getting fatter and fatter in uh, lockdown, Matt. So... I don't know. Um, two people have told me now, because I was quite skinny, but two people have said to me on two different occasions that I'm getting fatter. Matt, so I need to do something about that. Well, you've got, I think there's been people who during lockdown, there's been two lockdowns. They've, they've, they've done well in one of the lockdowns and not so well in the other. Um, I'm in the camp that I think I'm doing better in the second lockdown. And hopefully, you know, that works well as we come into summer, if we can get outside. That's right, yes. Uh, we've got to keep an eye on Dan for that. And now, a text line into the studio, Matt, is 0456 965 965 to text questions for you. We're also asking our audience the music they like to listen to to motivate them when they exercise. And we're playing some of your songs too, your Desert Island Discs. So a lot on the list here, Matt. But uh, I mentioned in the intro there, Mooney Valley Park, but we should really take a step backwards in a way because you don't just wake up and work on an iconic development like that. Uh, The Hampton Property Group, is it right to say when it comes to those sorts of developments, you're one of the the go-to people in in melbourne uh well pat we've we've been around since since 2005 so we're a we're a melbourne-based uh private property developer i'd I'd call us a very design conscious um developer who has a has a great sense of responsibility for kind of what we do um you know in all projects really small small and large you know our philosophy has been always to just operate with integrity try and do a good job have fun along the way uh, and leave places better than we find them. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've over the years uh, developed some really long-standing relationships with institutional capital partners who, who've supported us and sort of the way we operate really aligns um, with those guys. Um, and, and, you know, we think that's why that, you know, they continue to partner with us and, and, you know, previous projects, as an example, we were fortunate enough to, to win some awards along the way. Um, we've done Eden Haven and Sanctuary down in Abbotsford. It's a nice little cafe downstairs called uh, Kitty Burns uh, along the Yarra River there. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to win Best Development in Australia for the from the UDIA for that one. 
and then from there onwards we've we've ended up partnering up with Host Plus uh, at Mooney Valley Park. So you get a blank canvas in a way and start to think, how do I create this suburb or this community to make sure that the, the people living there get the best out of life? An interesting process you must go through. Yeah, in, interesting is a word. It's a privilege really to be able to have the opportunities to, you know, to, to leave your marks on, on a city, um, hopefully good marks, hopefully marks where people drive past in the future um, and, and say good things. You know, I was fortunate enough to live at our Abbotsford development that I mentioned before for a number of years after it was completed. And, and probably one of the best things you kind of get out of it really is seeing people come upstairs from the river and just look around and go, wow, how, how good is this? I think if you can kind of achieve that feeling or that sense of place, it's that intangible thing. And is one of those intangible things uh, green spaces? Often with residential developments, there's a park that people can access. You've sort of flipped that on its head in a way where you've said, well, this is a green sort of botanical setting and we're integrating the, the, the homes and things within that space. So it's a different way of looking at it? Well, yeah, I mean, for those listeners who don't know much about um, Mooney Valley. I mean, the Mooney Valley Racecourse has been around for over 130 years. It's a it's a 40 hectare parcel of land, only six k's from the CBD, which is which is pretty extraordinary. It's a it's an enormous parcel of land, and and people are clearly gravitating more and more. Green space is disappearing in, in our city, and to to have an opportunity to be creating a destination where more and more people can can come and enjoy the green space it just made it makes sense for it to be the core of the vision um, for the development so we really thought about it in a way well well let's let's actually start with the public spaces and the green spaces and and do those first like you do when you plan a city from scratch and then put the buildings in afterwards because um, you know those public spaces that's where that's where all the interaction happens between the people and the visitors where you go downstairs and grab a coffee and bump into someone and and where you know communities really formed uh so that's kind of that's key for us now for those just joining us matt Melseed is my special guest in the studio we're sort of in the studio via the computer and uh, he's our lifestyle legend today and we're exploring the things that make life more livable in uh, our suburbs and homes and communities. And Matt is, uh, him and his team are behind the Mooney Valley Park project. Now, uh, walkability, Matt, please explain. Walkability. Essentially, uh, having all the things that you need in your day-to-day life being within 800 metres, or we'd have them much closer at at Mooney Valley Park, uh, is something that, you know, saves time encourages people to bump into each other, builds community, um, just makes the place great. Um, you know, although the inner suburbs where people aspire to live with the cafe culture and, the, you know, if you imagine where you would see uh, your parents or yourself downsizing, you want to be in a place where you can go downstairs and, and grab a coffee and, and grab what you need um, within close close proximity as opposed to having, having to drive. And there's some really... Um, poor examples of urban design where you know suburbs aren't particularly walkable and you have to get in the car to do to go almost anywhere and then you've got great examples of urban design which are which are what we can achieve at the likes of Mooney Valley Park where you know the the opposite is true. Now the green spaces uh, are you a bit of a gardener Matt? Vasily our celebrity gardener is going to phone in soon and we'll flick him on the air but uh, so tell me more about the uh, you know is there different sort of zones or um is there a veggie patch there that Vasily can talk about? Tell me about the green spaces at Mooney Valley Park. 
Well, I, I won't tell you about Vasily about the, the fake lawn that I've got out the back <laughs> at our place. Yeah. No, that's right. He doesn't like that. <laughs> so do I, actually. Gee, I, I, and I love it. it. Can be hot to walk on too at yeah, times, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, much lower maintenance. Yeah, we won't tell Vasily. That's right. I mean, one of the green spaces we've got at Mooney Valley Park, other than the infield as I've described, is uh, is called Tote Park, and it's it's actually under construction now. So we we've started with the park down there. We're building a five thousand metre park. Uh, it's almost complete. Um, it's going to be complete pretty much in time for the Cox Plate. Uh, and uh, over the course of next year, once we get through COVID, there's going to be a hospitality venue in that park and uh, in the green space around that venue, we're going to be running uh, running a move program uh, for communities to come down and uh, and, and do some exercise. Um, whether there's going to be any vegetables in the in the park, I'm not too sure at this stage. <laughs> although I do like the idea of tying in, you know, hospitality uses with you know that that paddock to plate concept particularly whereby you either you can either grow grow um produce either for example in an infield or or on a roof or in a park within proximity of your venues where you're not you know adding carbon to the atmosphere to transport um oranges that are out of season from bloody california or something yes that's right now vasily our celebrity gardener joins us now hello vasily Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm good. I've got Matt on the line as well via the computer here. and We're talking about uh, Mooney Valley Park, and uh, it's at the Mooney Valley Racecourse for Silly. So uh, thanks for joining us. And I had to get you guys together because Matt is celebrating the great outdoors, and you and me and you for a long time have been talking about how wonderful it is to get outside and really that wellness when you get out in the garden and experience the whole sort of fresh air thing. It's, it's, it's a good thing for your, for your wellness and health. Totally, totally. When it comes to uh, living outdoors, there's nothing better than to being involved in nature and growing your own, especially when it comes to harvesting as well. So that that paddock to plate, as you were mentioning just then, is for us is from the garden to the kitchen um, in a residential sort of environment, and it's just perfect for anybody of all ages, young and old, to be doing and exploring and experiencing. Couldn't agree more, Vasily. Um, you know we've. In a past development, I've referred to it at Abbotsford. We put some we put some vegetable plots on the roof of a couple of the buildings for for residents to sort of, you know, just take take control of. And um, and yeah. we've really found that a few people have really taken that on board. They've they've raised money downstairs in the lobby and bought a worm farm. And and you know, it's really been something that's generated that uh, generated some community sort of feeling within the building. And all we really did was create the canvas, and then you get the people who come in and they become owners, and uh, and then it just grows from there. Excuse the pun. Yeah, look, it's <laughs> it's it's not even about the size that matters really. It's just the fact that there's a space there, however big or small there is, uh, having the the ability to do something and grow something. You nurture it like a young child, you as you would a young child, um, but you don't eat your kids, obviously. But you will eat your your produce that comes out of your garden. So yeah, well, you, um, you don't eat your kids, but your kids probably don't eat what you grow either. Well, I'll tell you something. My kids have almost eaten me out of a house and a garden a few yeah. times over. So um, we we it's a good thing that we do grow a lot of our own and uh, and, and we share it in the family and friends as well. I I, I can't speak highly enough of how important it is to garden. For your well-being of mind, spirit, body, soul, and your health, obviously, uh, this, this, there is really nothing negative that can come out of gardening. Uh, whether mm. it's a balcony or a pot plant or a rooftop garden, as you just mentioned, every element, every aspect of gardening, in whichever way you can do it and apply it, 
you will only benefit from. Vasily, our celebrity gardeners on the phone here at 96.5 Inner FM, the Sunday Lifestyle Program. My name is Pat Panetta. Our lifestyle legend is here as well, Matt Malseed from the Mooney Valley Park Project. And we're exploring the benefits of the great outdoors and being in a, a garden setting or a botanic setting. Now, Matt, as far as the Mooney Valley Park project goes, uh, there must have been some research as well that sort of backs that up, that being outdoors is really good for us. Yeah, absolutely, um, Pat. I mean, I think we've found, I mean, we could talk about COVID, right, as an example. Um, people have had to remain within five kilometres of their home and, you know, if you go out on the weekend, where do you go? You go and find your local green space and it's, you know, it's been absolutely packed with people out enjoying themselves things have gotten i think we've sort of moved back and we're appreciating and enjoying some of the simple things in life that can happen in those green spaces well if there's anything positive to come out of this coronavirus lockdown is the fact that we are turning back into our own backyards front yards uh green space that we have community gardens alike it's it's a place where we should all be turning to and it should be a part of our daily lifestyle we all have our mm. work environments and so we all got to live but we have to have this as part of our routine in our daily life whether it's five minutes or half an hour or 10 hours a day as i do you know it's it's up to the individual what they can afford physically mentally to put in and the, the benefits out of that are, you know it's tenfold you can't buy that sort of uh, uh environment i suppose or health well-being that you get out of gardening and nature it just grounds everyone and yes COVID has been an eye-opener for many and i have found that many have turned and are following us all the more so to learn how to garden uh, a simple way and just benefit from it. And it, it is a place of peace. Any gardening questions for Vasily while well, we've got him here, Matt? Uh, I know the, the, is everybody asking you about citrus trees about now, Vasily? Oh, don't, that... <laughs> don't do that to me, mate. Not <laughs> citrus. <laughs> I've got, we, we, I don't know, we, I think we clock at least 100 emails a day on citrus questions. I'm going to write a book on citrus trees on how not to grow one, why you should not be growing a citrus, because I don't want to hear questions anymore about it. Uh, but any other questions, look, I'm, I'm just joking about that. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, People do love their citrus. Uh, it's everything. It's a season to be planting, no matter what uh, aspect of gardening you love, whether it's flowering, fruiting, edible plants, uh, everything is able to be planted now in the garden, and it will just flourish with very minimal effort. And, and what's in season right at the moment, Vasily? If I'm going down to order or purchase um, some of the best stuff at the moment that's, you know, gr grown or produced locally, what, what's what's in its sweet spot right now? Oh, look, I'm I'm harvesting now because we've got, we've just opened up our farm gate here on our property because I sort of I lost myself with planting again, and I'm basically harvesting all our winter produce, our leafy greens. They're at the prime uh, season now they're uh, at their end of the season but at their prime uh, level of growth so you can get any sort of lettuce uh, they'll grow they're, they're perfect now your silver beets are great spring onions pak choy they grow literally overnight you plant them today you'll be harvesting in a week to two weeks uh, even even cabbages are coming to to ripening now and, and harvesting for home gardeners and whilst they're being picked and harvested and enjoyed in the kitchen they should be sowing, if not already sown, their seeds for tomatoes. Now there's zucchinis, cucumbers and capsicums, of course. Uh, the weather's a bit funny at the moment. I'd be waiting to plant them out for another three or four weeks at least because we we had snow here about a week ago. It snowed suddenly out of nowhere and it 
we were completely blanketed in snow, the whole property, 20 acres. Uh, and I had some tomato plants wow. in the ground, but yeah, I was, I was gobsmacked too. Yeah. It was actually last week, yeah. So did so it wipe the, wipe the tomato plants out, the uh, the snow and the frost? Well, it, it burnt them a bit. They got a bit of frostbite, you know, on the tips of their foliage. But all the leafy greens, they, they didn't even they didn't even flinch. They they loved it. The, actually, the the cabbages thrived off that. They needed a cold snap just to kick them into gear. Now with the warm weather and a good drop of rain, they've all just bounced out of the ground. But, yeah, everything you can imagine that you could possibly want to plant in your garden, now's the best time to do it. Wonderful. Good on you, Vasily. There's the message. You can start now. It's not too late. I know lo- oh, you love where you are, Vasily, just passed you along there. But if you want uh, yeah. to go anywhere, Mooney Valley Park. For you or the kids? Oh, we'll- How are the kids going? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, well, you better not. Um, they're, they're part of your production team on the TV show, so <laughs> you better keep them there. Yeah, speak quietly about that. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> you give them ideas. <laughs> Good on you, mate. We appreciate it. Thanks. No yeah. worries. Thanks for having me. There he is, Vasily, our celebrity gardener. You can see him on uh, 7-2 on Sunday uh, evenings. Uh, Vasily. All right, now you've given us some songs here, uh, Matt, to play, sort of desert island discs that you've selected that says a bit about you or a story. And does this tie into the green spaces? The first one, It's Not Easy Being Green, Rex Hobart and the Misery Boys. Never heard this song. I I just adore it. And I love these Rex Hobart and the Misery Boys. So uh, why did you select this one? I think obviously we're talking about green space, but I think the main thing that resonates for me out of this song is it just is a real reminder to appreciate some of the simple things in life. Folks, we have a special song that we'd like to play for you right now. It's one of our favourites. Well, we hope it's one of yours. It's a song about the colour green. It's not easy being green Spend your days the color of the leaves When it might be better to be red or yellow or gold Or something more colorful like that No, it's not easy being green Blend in with so many ordinary things People tend to pass you by Cause you don't stand out like flashy sparkles in the water Or stars in the sky But green's the color of spring Green can be Green can be big like an ocean, tall like a mountain, or important like a tree. Green is it's all right, it's beautiful, and it's what I want to be. There you go, it's not easy being green. Rex Hobart and the Misery Boys, our lifestyle legend, the managing director of the Hampton Property Group and Mooney Valley Park, Matt Malseed is with us. Matt, we're going to talk exercise now and well-being with Steph Prem, who's on the line. G'day, Steph. G'day, guys. How are you? We're good. Did you hear that? That's the first song that's been selected. Uh, It ain't easy being green. 
Very appropriate for today's segment. Excellent. Getting outdoors, Steph. That's the brief. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm getting fatter every day here in lockdown, Steph, so I might need to come to see you for a, like a personal consultation. But uh, Matt's listening. We need to know, of course, because Mooney Valley Park celebrates the great outdoors. Any tips for us? Absolutely. I mean, I think um, coming out of Melbourne lockdown, like you said, at the moment, we really need to get outdoors just for a bit of mental relief. I think um, a lot of people can feel, you know, like exercise can be a bit of a chore, whereas taking it outdoors can make it feel more playful and make it feel a little bit more achievable. But it's so sunny today. You know, the sun is shining bright and sunshine naturally increases serotonin, which is your feel-good hormone, um, the hormone that lifts your mood. So, um, you know, exercise itself already produces endorphins which is a happy hormone so adding that extra feel-good hormone of serotonin by being outdoors is is you know also a wonderful addition it's all about that mm-hmm. feel good uh, chemical uh, matt it, you know those great outdoors just make you feel good pat I've, I've got a stat for you on this okay i am aware of a study of academics at unit uh, unis in melbourne and tassie they examined 2.2 million messages on twitter and they found that tweets made from parks contained more positive content and less negativity than tweets coming from built-up areas. So I, I believe, you know, the serotonin's just going along nicely when you're out in the park. There you go, Whether, whether, you're, whether you're at a rave or, or whether you're just sitting around with some friends in a small circle um, shooting out tweets. Yes, well, there you are. That's a fair, I love that. Yeah, you, that's a fair measure. They measure the tweets and they're just more positive when they come from parks. Absolutely. That is brilliant. I, I, I mean, as, as unsocial as, as tweeting is per se, I mean, you know, the great outdoors is, and especially at the moment during lockdown, is great as a social outing as well, you know, where people just, I mean, a lot of my clients are saying at the moment, like you said, Pat, are struggling with whether it's weight, whether it's mood, uh, whether it's motivation, and just encouraging people to get outdoors is the best way. Once you've put your sneakers on and you've left the house, often mm. you're more you're more likely to then keep moving or give it more of a crack once you've got out and about. Um, so it's it's really just that that discipline of of getting outdoors and making the decision for yourself to get moving. You know, it, it's free. It, it's it's you know it's safe. It's social. Um, it can be great for team building. I know a lot of um, corporate teams that are using out the outdoors at the moment for um, you know team building exercise, and um, obviously with the with the you know only one hour of exercise or two hours of exercise outdoors at the moment, everyone's using it as a bit of a social outing too to catch to catch up with people. So there's more and more reasons to get outdoors at the moment. And we're also asking about music that you listen to when exercising, and I guess that's another thing that gets you feeling good and pumps you up, like your Eye of the Tiger. This will get you going. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm feeling it already. I used to go. listen to that song before I used to compete. That's a oh, great pump up. Right. Yeah, that's right. There you go. At the Olympics. Choosing the right music is, um, you, you know, is essential to a good workout. It can enhance performance. It's, um, you know, mood boosting, motivation boosting, and um, there's even research behind, you know, curated playlists that they can reduce um, perceived exertion in workouts as well. Steph Prem is our health and well-being expert on the program, former Olympian. So Steph Prem on the phone. We have Matt Malseed here in the studio. He's our lifestyle legend, and he's from Mooney Valley Park. We're talking about celebrating the great outdoors, exercising outdoors, and also the music you like to listen to uh, while exercising. Now we're talking about the, the, the great benefits of getting out there and moving and there's science now to back it up as well. It's all about, you know, changing our our processes and our behaviours around, you know, boosting our energy and boosting our 
motivation and really maximising, I guess, our, our output at the moment. And, and the great outdoors is a, is a pretty great place to do that. It's pretty easy to for people in the work from home arrangement to, to kind of roll out of bed and jump down in front of the computer without getting outside. And then all of a sudden it's lunchtime. Um, you know, we've certainly been encouraging our team at at our regular catch-ups to, you know, make sure you take breaks and get outside and, and use that hour or two or whatever to to, to refresh because you're going to be you're going to feel better for it you're going to be more productive um, your mental health is going to be better you're going to be more engaged and present with your family you know after work or whatever so it just in general the well-being you know associated with with you know getting outside and whether you're just walking or not listening to music or concentrating on pottering away in the garden I think you know whatever it is um, it's good for you. Steph, is the morning better than the afternoon or evening? When should you get outdoors and exercise? Look, there's no right or wrong time. They do say um, if you start your day right, you know, you end the day right. So I often encourage my clients to to get on the front foot and get their exercise done in the morning so that then they're not uh, distracted or have excuses to not get it done later in the day or after work. There's no right or wrong time. It, it is about getting outdoors and it's about moving your body and ensuring that, you know, you've got blood flow and, and oxygen and um, refreshing, pressing that refresh button, I think. But, yeah, pers- you know, I, I often say that getting up and getting going in the morning is the best way to do it and you're probably more likely and more energised to get more out of your, your workout first thing i'd go i like the morning uh, matt are you sort of a morning i think with steph's point that you set the day up in the right way yeah yeah i'm um i'm trying to go to bed early and and get up early so um try and get up with a with a time with a five in front of it um and do, do some exercise uh, usually inside but then then go for a walk to cool down um just just as the sun's coming up that's what i try and do most days i, I succeed about i reckon three or four times a week Steph, our text line, Ian has texted through. He listens to Enya. He likes to, to de-stress with Enya. Do you give this a tick? To... Actually, I'm a big Enya fan, Steph. I think, you know, the slower, more sort of sombre songs can really um, lead to a feeling of, of pleasure as well, whereas, you know, or to calm down, like you said, or more, maybe more of a cool down. Whereas I'm more of an upbeat, you know, high intensity kind of a track if I'm trying to get in the mood to um, or trying to motivate myself to, to get into a workout. It's really personal and whatever works for you and, and can help in like reducing that, that sort of perceived exertion, like I said earlier, then go with that. Determine exactly what playlist works for you and, and use that as part of your motivation. And at 47, am I been, I've been told that you've got to do the high intensity, like go to the park, you know, sprint up a hill or something like that as opposed to running 5Ks, am I doing some high intensity exercise or does it not matter as long as I'm doing something? Look, I think um, HIT training, you know, high intensity interval training has had a bit of a press release the last few years. It's It sort of seems to be that everyone's just learnt about HIT training when it's been around for a really long time. Um, but there, there are lots of benefits, you know, you sort of get um, maximum bang for your buck out of a high intensity interval workout. So, um, you know, no matter what the age, if you can get your heart rate up and get it up quickly uh, and keep it there for short bursts of times, it is, it is a very effective way of training training yep, yep. love that get it done quickly 20 minutes or half an hour steph thank you so much we appreciate your time our health and well-being expert here at the program olympian from and also from studio pp steph prem and we've learned that she used to listen to this before competing steph 
Have you got a big? <laughs> have you got a big day today? It's Sunday morning. Look, you're, normally Sunday is my rest day, but I would love to pump myself up on any on any day. But I normally, uh, you know, I'm in the studio or personally training Monday through Saturday. So Sunday, I would maybe Enya. Maybe I should try out Enya <laughs> on a Sunday for That's my self care right. Sunday. <laughs> Beautiful. Ian sounds like a very knowledgeable bloke, doesn't he? Yes, that's right. Ian on the <laughs> he text. He knows what's going on. Ian he knows. from Cremorne yes. has texted I through. I love it. Plug right in. Okay, Terrific. good on you, Steph. We appreciate it. We'll chat to you again next uh, Sunday morning on the program. Good on you guys. Look forward to it. See you then. Steph Pratt, Health and Wellbeing. Uh, yes, Olympian and from Studio PP in the city on Collins Street, but uh, they're not currently open. You can uh, get Steph online and uh, find out about uh, doing virtual sessions with Steph at Studio PP. Now, your next song, Matt, Powderfinger, My Happiness. So this is your Desert Island disc. So tell us why. I guess it's just a great song. Well, it's a, it's a great song. Um, I, you know, it kind of resonates with what we've just been talking about, Pat, in terms of happiness and health and well-being. That's in terms of the name of the song. Whether, whether it actually means any of that, I, uh, I haven't thought it, thought it through in that much detail. <laughs> well, let's have a listen it's now. good anyway. Ripper song. <laughs> Here it is, uh, My Happiness and Powderfinger on Sunday Lifestyle. 